It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nerds and geeks, hold on to your seats because it's about to go down. Welcome to Nerdorama, the voice of the nerd nation. I'm Mo Kelly, he's Tawala Sharp, and together we bring you your daily dose of nerd news, analysis, and conversations with the best and brightest of the nerdverse. Word on the street, he was a former body piercer. He was a video game tester and wrote copy for some of the best and maybe worst video games ever conceived. He has also been announced as the co-writer along with Malcolm Spellman of the just-announced Captain America 4, its working title. Rumor has it. That's unconfirmed. But the facts are these. He was a staff writer for The Falcon and Winter Soldier. He just might be the hottest property in the world of screenwriting right now. He is Dalen Musson, and he's our next guest here on Nerdorama. Dalen, let's get nerdy with it. How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm dying to know where you heard so much of that information <laughs> from that intro. I do my job. My goodness. That <laughs> so is some, it's true. That is some deep Googling research. I can neither conform nor deny anything you said. All right. What about indie wrestler? I wasn't. In- <laughs> 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 I said- <laughs> I'm all oh, in your boy. business. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I was in indie league pro wrestler down here in uh, sunny Southern California for a couple of years. If you really want to nerd out, I doubt he would want me to reveal this because I was terrible. But I was trained by uh, Samoa Joe, the famous Samoa Joe. Get out of here! So you yeah. are legit in every sense of the word. I came from legit stock. I was terrible. I was terrible, <laughs> but. I did not take his lessons well, but uh, luckily, as was said to me by a good friend some years ago, turns out I'm a much better screenwriter than I am a pro wrestler. (laughs) It's interesting you say that because you are a writer by trade, and anyone who has worked as a writer understands that sometimes you have to do other things to help pay the bills while you are chasing that dream as a writer. Was there any job where you said, you know what, this is just a bridge too far. I just can't do this. I just can't do this. You know, it's funny. I look back on some of the stuff that I did. Like, I spent a summer moving furniture with some of the dudes I used to wrestle with. I worked demolition for six weeks until my hands got hurt. And there's something amazing about every job. And at the same time, like, what's the old saying is that all jobs suck different. Right. Those jobs are awesome. Like you're driving around in a truck and you're eating pizza with your buddies and you're listening to music and you're just talking crap and that's fun and being a screenwriter is fun and being the project manager at a dvd quality assurance lab is fun they're just all kind of fun in different ways but i was never 
I kind of, I don't want to sound too philosophical, but I, I tried to find the positive and the fun stuff in any jobs that I did and not focus on maybe the parts you don't like. Cause there's going to be a part of every job you don't like. I right. think I Well, think we've yeah. all had some jobs that are worse than others. Right. I think I have the best job in the world and I'm quite sure you think you have the best job in the world, but there are Absolutely. some things that I don't necessarily prefer about this best job in the world that I have. So I completely get that. Yeah, and you wouldn't appreciate all the great stuff if, you know, if everything's great, nothing's great. Mm-hmm. So there has to be something you don't like, I suppose. I mean, but as far as like the benefit to drawback ratio, it sounds like both of us are in a pretty good, pretty good space. So yeah, you have I a, like it. You have a pretty cool job. And who would know that you, this comic book nerd and video game savant, if you will, would end up doing something like this. So what were your weapons of choice back then in terms of comic books or video games? What kind of led you here? Working specifically on like Falcon Winter Soldier, it was what I was built for. Like if I was a robot in the lab, like from the time, I think a lot of us nerdy kids have the same story where you know, a cousin of mine who was staying with us for the summer showed up with a long box of random comics that he got at a yard sale driving by that he spent five bucks on. And it was my, you know, I was probably seven, six or seven years old. And it was just my introduction to all of those different worlds and characters and stories. And, you know, as so many of us, I think in the early and mid eighties, you know, of that age, it's like Marvel was the big bombastic, fun, colorful, special, magical characters. And, you know, even our parents had grown up with some of them. It was like that. And my family was a little bit forward thinking where they were like, let's get this kid some video games and shut him up and keep him in the house. (laughs) Um, So I just, I grew up on all on that random comics and like my first video game console was the Intellivision 2. You too? Well, I had the original Intellivision. Stop it. I had an uncle who worked for Mattel and he gave us the original Intellivision for Christmas. With with the discs? With the discs. The the sports games were great, but the other games were not so much, but the sports games. I mean, the sports games had their moments, certain. There was some, you know, there was some auto racing was a big fan of mine. Triple action. I mean, I listen, we could do an entire episode just, <laughs> just on, on television, <laughs> just on the Intellivision Popeye game. That's like the foundational genesis of me being a nerd and appreciating like building those worlds and telling those kind of stories, drawing and writing my own comic books. I'm a much better writer than I am an artist, which says something about my artistry, let me tell you. And I think all that kind of stuff and, and you know, toy collecting G.I. Joes and you know, the old Secret Wars Marvel figures with the discs, with the shields that had the holograms on them. Secret Wars. Marvel supervillains are coming. Secret Wars. Can the Marvel superheroes stop them? 
Marvel's supervillains and superheroes figures, each sold separately. Here, Doctor Doom and the Doom Platoon, Magneto, Doctor Octopus. There, Captain America and the Champions of Freedom, Spider-Man and Wolverine. Secret Wars, the secret's out. Doctor Doom and Spider-Man, the Marvel Secret Wars collection. Other figures, each sold separately. From Mattel. Like, all that kind of stuff. They just kind of builds you as a person and it it's those are the people you end up being friends with in school or mm-hmm. the other nerds that like the same nerdy stuff that you do um yeah man and then you know if you would have asked me what i wanted to do when i was 10 or 12 i would have said write comic books and then when i found out that writing movies and tv or whatever it's called now became was a viable job option had you asked me when i was in my 20s you know, I would have said I wanted to write comic book movies, and here we are. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Steve believed in you. He trusted you. Why'd you give up that shield? I did what I thought was right. The legacy of that shield is complicated. I am Captain America. I know all he has to do. A word of advice then. Stay the hell out of my way. We bled for this country. Shield or no shield. I'm not gonna let anybody tell me I can't fight for it. We don't want anyone else to get hurt. I want to call you the lead writer for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, but to be specific, that was for episode five, Truth, and you were also staff writer for episode six, which was um, One World, One People, if I'm not mistaken. I don't actually know how those credits shake out a lot of times. I know that I was credited, my name was on episode five, and I was a staff writer, you know, for the rest of the series I was there, but I don't. I would actually, I would probably have to ask the WGA exactly how that, <laughs> how that all, what those things mean. All I know is I was sitting in that room trying to do my best and help out and be a support system for everybody else in there and try and help come up with cool stuff. As best you can tell me, because I know a lot of it you can't tell me, but in a general sense, when you get into a writer's room for a series, which is going to have six episodes, do you know the bookends as far as how the story is going to begin and how it's going to end? Or do you have some latitude as far as how that story might end ultimately? 
I can talk in generalities. I don't want to get anybody into trouble. I don't want certain people who may or may not be listening and staring at me off screen. <laughs> uh, I don't want them to. Uh, I don't want them to conk me over the head with the giant cartoon-sized mallet. You know, we went in there with a ton of support from the Marvel crew as far as what you know. Malcolm's original vision. Malcolm Spellman was the head writer on the show you know, the, the, the sort of guiding light of everything that we were doing. And he went in and, you know, his original pitch had some, you know, some concepts and some themes in it that were sort of integral to the project that lived through the entire process. Mm -hmm. And as far as how we got there, Malcolm comes in with, you know, some ideas of where he wants to go, but that dude, and, you know, he and I go back multiple decades he is a super collaborative dude who brought us into the room and wanted to hear everybody's ideas and things like that. So it was really a collaborative process as far as, you know, we know kind of what story we want to tell overall, but how we got there and the big mileposts were really kind of a uh, collaborative process that we were all allowed to be a part of. So, yeah, I, I realized I just answered your question by not answering. No, 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 actually you all. did. But let me ask you this. There's so many layers to the story arc of Sam Wilson. There is Sam, the black man. There is Sam, the soldier. There is Sam, the counselor, who he himself is probably still dealing with some PTSD. There is Sam who worries about the weight of the shield as that black man who is a complicated relationship with his own patriotism. If you could remember what it was like to be helpless and face a force so powerful it could erase half the planet, you would know that you're about to have the exact same impact. This isn't about easy decisions, Senator. You just don't understand. I'm a black man carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Every time I pick this thing up, I know there are millions of people out there who are going to hate me for it. Even now, here, I feel it. The stares, the judgment, and there's nothing I can do to change it. Yet I'm still here. No super serum, no blonde hair or blue eyes. The only power I have is that I believe we can do better. We can't demand that people step up and we don't meet them halfway. You control the banks. You can move borders. You can knock down a forest with the email. You can feed a million people with the phone call. But the question is, who's in the room with you when you're making those decisions? Hmm? Is it the people you're going to impact? Or is it just more people like you? Did you ever have, if you can tell me this, any casual conversation with Anthony Mackie about how that story was going to be conveyed. Those layers were going to be conveyed, not the content of those conversations, but did they exist? Personally, I did not. And I can't speak for Malcolm. I know that Malcolm worked very closely, you know, with everybody the entire time, but we were, <laughs> we were sort of insulated from most of that where, you know, Malcolm would sort of guide us through the process as to what conversations he'd had with whom at what point, et cetera, et cetera. 
tell us maybe a secret or two about all things Marvel and what may be approaching in Captain America 4 or, I don't know, Marvel Phase 4, something like that. There's going to be a lot of me pleading the fifth. (laughs) Well, along those lines, I got a list of questions I know you cannot and will not answer. But I'm going to have some fun with you. These are all questions I know you can't answer, but I'm going to at least try to glean through the way you're looking at the camera where there might be some hidden Easter eggs, as we call them, in the nerd verse. Fantastic. This is where I turn my uh, where I turn my camera off. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to accidentally give away the store. All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nerds, if I don't ask the questions, then I'm the a-hole. So I got to at least ask want, the question. <laughs> I don't want you getting in trouble. All right, here we go. Is Steve Rogers on the moon? Or is he with Nick Fury somewhere up with sword? All righty. Question number two. <laughs> this ought to That's go my well. Silent. That's, that, is my, <laughs> that is my not snitching look. Okay. Is it fair to say that you know the answer to the question? It is fair to say that I have my own personal guess. Okay. All right. I gleaned something from that. Has the villain been chosen for Captain America 4? I don't know that that project has even been confirmed. All right. Hmm. Was Chris Evans really going to do a cameo for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I was not privy to any conversations of that nature. All right. So it's possible, but you weren't necessarily in the loop on that. Is that fair to say? No, I suppose anything is possible. (laughs) My my cat could be smoking a cigarette right now. But but highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Okay. All right. Is Isaiah Bradley the character? Does he have any future within the Marvel universe that you know of? I, again, I don't know what their future plans may or may not be. I think Isaiah is amazing. When you first were introduced to the character of Isaiah Bradley within this particular project, did you know his seasonal arc? importance before the end i think when we initially talked about that character we knew how powerful a theme he represented and prior to the show obviously having read the books you know truth red white and black you can see how powerful a story that is but until you really unfold those things in the room and in that story you can't really know how things are going to come together whether you know at the beginning in the sort of conception phase when you're trying to figure out how we can use a character like this to the utmost and make that story and that suffering and that sacrifice really resonate and i hope that i mean i hope that worked you know we really thought it was important It was important, I know, as an African-American man. And for full disclosure, you don't appear to be an African-American man. So I know that this was probably a discussion which was going on in the writer's room on some level. Was there any concern that you might have missed the mark prior to it airing? Me specifically or us as a group? As a group. I think we felt very strongly about what we had presented and that we had hopefully done that story justice and made it honest. And, you know, I don't think we pulled any punches. And, you know, I think everybody felt like it was a powerful story and it was worth telling. 
So I think we, we felt like we had done a good job and I hope that people, you know, appreciated it. And it seems like people have responded really positively to the story that we tried to tell with that character specifically. When you're out about, and people may not recognize you by face as of yet. And this you're... is for the best. I have a face for radio. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But you probably ear hustle conversations. You may hear things. People are talking about the Falcon and Winter Soldier. You're a nerd. You may hang out in nerd rooms, chat rooms, or what have you, online. What do you hear? What sticks with you? So whether I may or may not <laughs> sort of follow along the live commenting threads as the shows dropped each week. It seemed like the fans, and I include myself as a fan, but it's a very odd kind of fandom because I know what happens and I was a part of it. But it seems like the fans responded to all of the themes and ideas and concepts that we were trying to, to lay out there. And Marvel's fans overall, I think, are amazing because they feel, you know, from my experience, it feels like they, they welcome the world and want to be additive to it. And it isn't mm. snarky internet takedowns as much as people appreciating the world and appreciating the characters that populate that. And that's really fun. That's really fun to see. It's really fun to see people's live reactions and then going back through and reading the threads the next day or the next weekend and seeing how positively people responded to certain things that we worked really hard to make sure were present and strongly represented in the show. And I mean, granted, like the internet is very different than talking to people in person because people that know me are very rarely going to come up and be like, Oh my God, oh, it's an episode of TV. It's <laughs> terrible. And you suck. So I didn't get too much of that, thankfully, but in general, it just felt like, People seemed really, really positive about the whole thing. And a lot of people kind of went out of their way to reach out to me and say thanks and tell me they appreciated it. And I mean, what more can anybody that creates anything, like knowing that it touched people in a positive way and that and it resonated with them, it's, it's kind of overwhelming, honestly, to think about that. Like you're having an impact on people the same way that the cartoons and comic books and stuff that I grew up on impacted me and like made me who I am. And that brings me to my next question, Dalen, in the sense of Marvel. And I know you can't tell me specifically, but did you know how big a project this was going to be when you were first approached? Does that make sense? Um, I, I, I would, I'm going to give you, the non-answer within an answer, I think. Okay. Everything Marvel does is huge. I'm going to give you the non-answer within an answer, I think. Okay. Everything Marvel does is huge. And getting that phone call and being invited to be a part of this was a dream come true. And it was truly, truly a high point and a culmination of my career. And it really was overwhelming. And it was so amazing to know that I was going to be a part of something I'd been a fan for for so long. Now, did we know how people were going to respond to the show and everything like that? No, I don't know that you ever can. But I think, you know, finding out where the show was going to end up and that you know, ultimately we were going to be launching a new Captain America. We were 
going to be giving the shield to Sam Wilson, you know, and everything that that represents. I think we sort of knew that there was the opportunity to do something very, very meaningful and very, very big. And, you know, Captain America's kind of the linchpin of the first Avenger. Yeah, man. He was the first guy. He's, you know, when they're fighting Loki and his army of weird aliens and Avengers one and Iron Man lands and looks up and everyone's like, oh, the things are happening. What does he say? He looks over and he goes, call it, Cap. That's the man right there. Call it, Captain. All right, listen up. Until we can close that portal, our priority is containment. Barton, I want you on that roof. Eyes on everything. Call out patterns and strays. Stark, you've got the perimeter. Anything gets more than three blocks out, you turn it back or you turn it to ash. You give me a lift? Right. Better clench up, Legolas. So to get to be a part of that, whoo boy. Let me ask you this, and this goes back specifically to the episode you wrote. There's a line in which John Walker, who eventually turns into U.S. agent, he says two times at two different points in the episode with two different real meanings. He says... America. I am Captain America. Not anymore. Was that specifically an homage to Robert Downey Jr. saying, Truth is, I am Iron Man. I think it might have come from a slightly different place, but... John Walker, the character, probably thinks it kind of means the same thing. Mm-hmm. But what does uh, old man Lannister in Game of Thrones say? Is that anybody who needs to say, I am the king, is no true king? Like, John Walker is a complicated character, but if you got to roll around telling everybody you're Captain America... Uh... He was really insecure. He was really insecure. But He was know. doing his best, man. It's just... <laughs> We saw what his best got. Until the non-super soldiers, <laughs> Dora Milaje, whooped that ass. <laughs> well, the, the Dora Milaje are spe- Let's not, you know, those are some special, special warriors. Like, they're a little, they're a step up from just a <laughs> old bunch of, you know, ass-kicking, <laughs> you know, special forces. Let me leave you with this. Yes, it's great to get that phone call, and I know it's a tremendous responsibility after you get that phone call. After you finish celebrating, now you have to meet Marvel on its level as far as the brand and the expectations. When you were in that writer room, were there any moments where you said to yourself, oh my gosh, we were able to take it to a place, the storyline that you said, I had no idea that we'd be able to do that or be able to tell this story or to be able to show that part of someone's backstory. You know, Mo, we try, we took some big swings in that room to try and make as compelling a six hours of, you know, a show as we could. And I think sometimes, again, I'm not trying to cop out here. You don't see the forest for the trees because you don't see the totality of the project yet. You know, this character can be really interesting. Let's give him the most interesting story that fits in with and affects the other characters. And how does that move, you know, our plot or story forward, things like that. And it's hard. It's hard to know how it's all going to come together until, you know, when it really hit me is when we sat down and we watched the first rough cut of everything start to finish. And we looked at each other and went all the episodes at once. Yeah. This is way late in the process. Uh uh 
when we saw the first cut of everything once everything had been kind of put together. And we sat down and we looked at each other and went, I'll be damned, it worked. <laughs> yes, that is an answer. That's not a non-answer. That's a great answer. And so now, as they say, when all is said and done, okay, yesterday's eggs don't count. In other words, that success is over and done with. And now they say, what do you have next? Does Marvel work in a way from the best that you can tell me in a way they reveal at least big picture where they want all of these characters and stories to go? Or are you back to being completely in the dark before you got that first phone call? It is very much the latter. They are incredibly protective of their stories and secrets. And I think, by the way, it's not, I don't find that frustrating or anything because as a fan, I want to experience this as it comes and as everyone else experiences it so that I can be a part of the fun as well. Honestly, you know, I kind of feel bad for like Kevin because he knows what's going to happen on everything. And so he can't be surprised. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, that's a small price to pay. Right. Small price to pay <laughs> to be overseeing this massive, beautiful universe that brings so many people joy. But no, I'm I'm back to being a regular civilian and I don't have any secrets and I can't tell anybody anything good. And <laughs> I, I unfortunately, I disappoint a lot of my friends throughout the, you know, over the last couple of weeks, especially when they ask what's next or what's happening. And I'm like, buddy. I wish I could even lie and tell you I knew something, but. But we'll be watching nonetheless, because you have made certain of that because you did not let us down. You and all of your other fellow writers are don't want to necessarily sell their contribution short, but they're not here right now. I'm speaking to the one, the only Dalen Musson. Thank you so much for your time today. So Dalen, thank you for your contributions to that story arc. And I can say this as an African-American man, Thank you for getting it right. Well, Mo, I, I really appreciate hearing that and you saying it. And, I, and I'm just, I appreciate being a part of it. Hey guys, Mo Kelly here. The new daily Nerdorama podcast is featured on iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to get your daily dose of nerd news. Also available on iTunes, Spreaker, and all the top podcasting apps. It's free and perfect for everyone in your nerd family. Nerdorama is produced by Tuala Sharp and continues to be a segment on the Mo Kelly Show. Weekends on KFI Los Angeles. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerdorama News. Until next time, keep it comic. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.